Oh, baby. Week one is over. Welcome to week two of the Aaron Hernandez Memorial Fantasy Football League podcast. Um, a lot to talk about on this one. It was so fucking nice to have fantasy football back and real football back sitting in my room for 10 hours straight, nonstop. Um, there was a lot of big stuff that happened here in week one, so let's just get right into it. Um, we're going to start off in the top and go all the way to the bottom here. you got to go for number one here, Chris' team putting up 168 points. Uh, the best team in the league so far right now, an insane day. Um, <laughs> you got to talk shit here about his Aaron Rodgers play. Aaron Rodgers looked absolutely garbage. Got benched in the fourth quarter, threw two interceptions, and not a single touchdown. And with my research here, it is Aaron Rodgers' worst fantasy football game of his career of a game that he started and played for the majority of. Uh, Chris had t- four starters on his team, scored two touchdowns and five total with Zach Pascal on his bench. I don't think it's something that's sustainable, but an insane day for his team, so I have to give props and <laughs> take the heat that I got for losing. Um, my team ended up doing really well. I was the number one team of all the losing teams, um, but I just couldn't pull it out. I told everybody how awesome Jalen Hurts is going to be, and he proved it this week. Joe Mixon had a monster game with 29 carries and four targets and catches. Dalvin Cook looked pretty solid, uh, like a little bit more from him. Uh, Amari Cooper was the number one wide receiver on the week, or I believe number two, just behind Tyreek Hill, actually. Uh, Amari Cooper killing it for Chris, a a league winner with him, 38.9 points this week. Uh, Just an insane game. we got to go down the list here. Travis Kelsey with 25, Corey Davis with 26, Tyler Lockett 26, Cooper 38. Uh, The running backs are a little bit weak. Najee Harris only putting up a 5.9 in his rookie debut, but overall an outstanding performance. Uh, by Chris's team here, and he is the number one overall team right now based off points uh, forward and record. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, Dylan versus, who do you play here? Uh, Brian. Uh, Dylan gets the win here by about 23 points. Uh, Kyler Murray, who I still have as my number one fantasy football quarterback on the year, ended up finishing as the number one fantasy football quarterback in week one, so it's looking great for him. You got to expect this to continue. Uh, Kyler Murray looked unstoppable, 21 for 32, 289, four touchdowns. Did throw one pick, um, but had a rushing touchdown as well. And the rushing ability of his is going to be the important part of his season. Josh Allen was a little bit disappointing, threw for 51 times, but only at 270 yards and a touchdown. He did have a fumble. Uh, he ran the ball a pretty good amount, just about as much as you expect, nine for 44. Um, Dylan's team here again, like I told you on week one, I think his, his running backs are extremely weak. Leonard Fournette looked terrible, uh, with only 10.9 points. Uh, Josh Jacobs looked pretty solid. He got, he got some help only from two touchdowns. Oh, he only had 10 carries, but he did go into the game with a toe injury and a illness. Apparently Tyreek Hill blew it up as the, I think he was either number one or number two. It, I, I can't remember between him or Amari Cooper, but, <laughs> um, 11 for 15, 197 yards, and a touchdown. That's just a normal Tyreek Hill game. Like I said, uh, with Dylan's team, his team is going to be carried by the boom-bust potential of his wide receivers and led by Kyler Murray, and that's exactly what happened here in Week 1. The rookie Jalen Waddle had a great game. Kyle Pitts looked not too shabby. 
Uh, eight targets, only brought in four of them, though, for seven points on the week. Justin Tucker, one of the best kickers of all time, also put up 11 points. You know, kickers I hate. I absolutely think they're useless, and I am planning on getting rid of them for next year. But overall, a solid win here uh, for Dylan, putting up 163 uh, looking over at Brian's team, though, the absolute MVP of the team, Darren Waller, with 19 targets, led the league in targets in Week 1, put up 26.5 points. The problem with his 19 targets is he only caught half of them. Uh, a few catches, but a few overthrown balls by Derek Carr led to 105 yards and a touchdown, but just not enough for Brian to eke out the win. Uh, if you look at his numbers here, 19 targets over a full season, He's on pace for 323 targets. The record, mind you, in NFL history, I believe Marvin Harrison in 2002 with 202 targets. So if Darren Waller keeps at this pace, not only is he going to be the best tight end, he's also going to break the record for targets. It's obviously not going to stick that way, but it's crazy to see that amount of volume for him. Uh, next matchup here, we have Jake versus John. Uh, John does get the win here, uh, as I predicted. Um, the combination of Patrick Mahomes and Christian McCaffrey is going to be too much to handle for almost anyone on any given week. They combined for almost half his points, 39 for Mahomes and 27 for McCaffrey. The crazy thing about McCaffrey, he didn't even score a touchdown and was the number one fantasy quarterback or running back on the week. 21 carries, 98 yards, 9 targets, 89 yards receiving. Patrick Mahomes had a huge comeback in the second half there for the uh, Chiefs. 337 yards, three touchdowns, carried the ball for five times with a rushing touchdown for 39 fantasy points. Outstanding. It, you don't even need to look at the rest of his team. It doesn't even matter. Those two alone can run through anyone. Uh, also a great performance by Marvin Jones in garbage time touchdown. Uh, he put up 18.7. Antonio Brown, the comeback kid, had seven targets for 121 yards and a touchdown, gashed up the Dallas defense. Uh, that defense is much improved from last year, but it's still not enough to handle the speed and athleticism of Antonio Brown. Huge win for John in week one. Looking over at Jake's team, absolutely garbage with Ronald Jones getting four carries, 14 yards, and a fumble for a total of negative 1.6 points. The absolute worst play in fantasy football this week goes to Jake with a negative performance by his running back. Uh, Chase Edmonds, a little bit decent, 14.6. He had 63 yards and 43 yards receiving. Uh, Justin Herbert didn't not look that good. He had an interception. He had a fumble. He only had one touchdown the whole game. Not a good game by Justin Herbert, but a bounce back should be here. Um, just like Aaron Rodgers, the, the entire Packers team was shut down by my New Orleans Saints. Uh, so Devontae Adams felt that wrath as well. Only seven targets for 56 yards. Obviously, they only scored three points, so no touchdowns for anyone on that Packers team. Uh, A.J. Brown looked pretty solid, and the big talk of the town uh, for Jake's team here is going to be George Kittle and Debo Samuel. George Kittle looked a little bit disappointing this week. Only five targets for 78 yards. It's solid for a tight end, but for George Kittle, who was drafted as a top two or top three tight end this year, it's a little bit disappointing to see in week one. Although he does have his other San Francisco counterpart in Debo Samuel, who had 12 targets, 189 yards, and a touchdown for 30.9. He would have had more, but he had one fumble, too. 
coming out game for Debo Samuel. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be an unstoppable force, it looks like, here in San Francisco. Uh, looking down his team here, also a very nice pick in Sterling Shepard. He was a guy I really liked going into the year. Uh, he's pretty much the only guy that the Giants have, especially with Engr Evan Ingram going down. Saquon Barkley hurt. Who else are they going to give the ball to? Nine targets, 113 yards, and a big touchdown for Sterling Shepard for 24 points. Very solid there. Uh, the team, you know, it was just really, the running backs are a problem. And like I said last week, and like everybody should know by now, running backs win fantasy football. So if you don't have good running backs, you're not going to do well. Uh, overall, good performance here by John's team. Mahomes and McCaffrey are going to win ga win games each and every week. It's going to be unstoppable. Uh, and it's going to be really fun to watch him compete. Let's see, going down here. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, next matchup was one of the better matchups I've seen all week was Chris Mack versus Juan. I don't know what, I, I just got to say, get it out of the way here. What the fuck was Juan doing? He didn't even play a defense, which sounded bad on paper, but if you look at the one defense he has rostered was the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Houston Texans had negative three points. They were the 29th defense on the week, so hey, might not have been a terrible idea, but interesting choice by Juan to not even play a defense this week. He puts up the second lowest point total with 120 points, and he he loses to Big Chris Mack, who I gave the highest graded team this year. He wins with a 140 to 120 matchup. We got to talk about it. It feels like a bit of a collusion here. Uh, it's a it's a it was a very mind-boggling trade, not one that you know you can say is a terrible enough trade where you can just veto it, but Juan trading away Dak Prescott for Matthew Stafford. Prescott ends up throwing 33 points on Thursday Night Football. Stafford, in his own right, did throw 30, but Juan, if you're going to trade Prescott for Stafford, you might want to at least play Stafford. He was on his bench. Uh, another terrible play by Juan. No quarterback that hit over 15 points, and no defense played at all. Looking at Mac's team here, he was the number rated team coming into the draft by me. Uh, getting Dak Prescott's huge. Uh, Devontae Smith looked pretty solid, and he had both Kamara and Miles Sanders, who ended up as top 11 backs. So having two number one running backs on the team paired with the huge acquisition of Dak Prescott, Calvin Ridley and Justin Jefferson have looked a little bit weak this week. But it doesn't really matter because the rookie Smith came through. Prescott looked great. And Sanders and Kamara both looked great in their own right. Going to be a solid team moving forward. Great matchup. Great win by Chris Mack here. Moving down the line, we've got to go to the biggest cryberry in the league. <laughs> For those uh, not familiar, uh, Dan Carson is a huge Green Bay Packers fan. And he doesn't know how to take a loss. The New Orleans Saints beat the Packers 38-3 to this week. Outstanding performance by my team. But Dan Carson, being the crybaby that he is, threatens to drop his team because his his real-life team sucks. So anybody who wants to give him shit for that, go on ahead. Um, he did get the win here because Boo's team had the lowest-scoring team in Week 1 here with only 87 points. Dan put up 138 and eked out the win. Uh, Wilson and Cup were both elite plays this week. Uh, I'll talk about it in a little bit in the injury report, but Jerry Judy goes down. A big loss for his team. Um, the, he would Dan Carson just got lucky this week. He would have beat only Jake and Boo. That's it. 
he would have lost to every other team um, that he could have gone against. So not a good performance by Carson here. Um, again, Russell Wilson looked great. Cooper Cup looked great. Chris Godwin was pretty solid. Um, but the team looked pretty weak overall. It's uh, it's not going to be a team that's going to compete if they keep putting up performances like this. But i got to talk about Boo's team. I was hyping him up. I really did after the draft. I hyped him up. I thought he had a solid team. I said he had the most overall solid team. No weaknesses, no nothing. Boy, was I wrong. 87 points. I'm pretty sure McCaffrey Mahomes alone put up more than that. Matt Ryan, 6 points. Derrick Henry, 10 points. James Robinson, 7 points. Keenan Allen, 18. Brandon Ayuk, goose egg, 0. Chase Claypool, 10. Okay. Noah Fant, 12. Solid. Jacoby Myers, 10. Decent. Jason Sanders, 6. Washington defense, 6. On the bench, Jamal Williams, running back for the Detroit Lions, 25 points. 9 carries, 54 yards, a touchdown. 9 targets, 56 receiving yards. Benched. What What is going on with Boo's team here? Absolutely garbage, dumpster, fire. Bring this shit every single week and you will lose. Make some trades, do something, but this was absolute horse shit. Can't even break 90 points. Sorry to talk so much shit. Not really. Good luck next week. Moving on, we have Steven versus Big Joe Auto Draft Yanni. Um, Steven was messaging me during the Monday Night Football game last night. Absolute heartbreak. Only losing by, I don't even, I, I'm not doing the math, but just about one to two points. Lamar Jackson, in overtime, gets his second fumble of the game, causing the loss in fantasy and for the Baltimore Ravens for Steven to lose here. Disappointing overall. Uh, only 19 for 30, 235, 12 carries for 86, great. No rushing touchdowns, two fumbles, and one tackle for a loss. One touchdown pass. Just not a good game for Lamar Jackson, who's supposed to be a game and league winner for him. Put up a solid performance. 152 versus 154 for Joey. Got super fucking lucky. But Lamar costing him the game in overtime with a fumble. That has got to be the most heartbreaking way to lose in week one. Ezekiel Elliott, as expected, week one is going to be a tough matchup against Tampa Bay. And it showed only 11 carries for 33 yards. Two catches and six yards receiving. No touchdowns. 5.9. Fancy points on the week. David Montgomery looked elite. 16 carries, 108 yards, one touchdown. Only one catch for 10 yards, but David Montgomery looked like an elite option at running back. Let's see here. He ended up having three top 30 wide receivers. Prove me wrong about Adam Thielen. I'll take the heat. DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, and Adam Thielen, all solid options this week. Uh, Dallas Goddard looked great, and I think Zach Ertz is down with a hamstring injury, so that's gonna it's gonna improve Dallas Goddard's uh, um, <laughs> game for next week if he does meet uh, miss time. Jarvis Landry, a guy I loved going into the season, five catches, seventy-one yards, and a touchdown, looking good with nineteen points in his flex position. It's, it's such a heartbreak because this was such a good overall team performance outside of Lamar Jackson and Elliott. Everyone did great. They all did their jobs. Just was not enough. Mike Williams on the bench, though, with 22. Could have been a game changer. Would have won the game if he just replaced any of his receivers with that. It's easy to say that in hindsight, but here we go. 
Tom Brady for Joey's team, 37 points. Nick Chubb, 21. Jonathan Taylor, 17. Both Chubb and Taylor absolutely surprising me this week. Uh, not a big fan going into the draft, but they looked really, really good. Uh, the receivers looked absolute hot garbage. Outside of CeeDee Lamb, Joey's receivers ranked 99, 71, and 58 on the week. It's hard to give credit to an auto-pick team and a super surprising fumble for Steven, but at the end of the day, a win's a win, and Joey gets the win narrowly. Moving on to the injury report on the week, there was a few key injuries this week that are going to impact fantasy moving forward. Uh, Brandon Ayuk goes down with a hamstring injury. He had zero targets. Uh, could be back for week two. Uh, looks like he was going into the into the game a little bit banged up. So it's probably just precautionary. But Brandon Ayuk, zero targets. Absolute goose egg. Raheem Mostert went down, I believe, in the first quarter. Knee injury, two to eight weeks. Going to be a huge loss for anyone who has Mostert. I forget who has him, but good luck with that. Rashad Penny. Probably not a big problem here, but calf injury, 7 to 10 days, could miss second week. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the big, big, big injury. Went down with a hip injury. They said it's similar to the one that Tua Tagovailoa had in Alabama. Uh, could be a season ender, but at least half a year. He's definitely going to go on the IR for Washington. And everybody on the Washington team has to be downgraded. Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, they all lose value here with a backup um Brad Henneke, I think, is the quarterback taking over. I mean, Fitzpatrick in his own, you know, he's old. He's not that super great anymore anyway, but now you put into a backup quarterback in his spot, it's going to be really, really ugly for Washington. Uh, I bl they're playing the Giants on Thursday night, so that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, and the final injury for fantasy this week was Jerry Judy going, around, going down. I believe he's going to have ankle surgery four to six weeks. Might be a little bit even longer of a recovery time. Um even when he does come back, an ankle injury for a wide receiver is not good. It's going to be ineffective this year and possibly hurt him for some of next year. Um, great, great, great week, though. It was so fun to watch. We're going to look at the fantasy all-star team from week one. Top quarterback, Kyler Murray, my boy. I have him ranked as my top quarterback in fantasy this year, and he already starts off hot. The return of the White Stallion, Christian McCaffrey was the number one running back on the week. Number two running back on the week, Jamal Williams, a.k.a. Booze Bench Peace. Number one wide receiver and the guy who beat me in fantasy this week, Amari Cooper. Tyreek Hill, number two, and Debo Samuel, number three. The tight end of the week and an absolute huge pickup in draft steal by Juan. Rob Gronkowski, he still got it, had two touchdowns by Tom Brady. The number one tight end in week one. Uh, kickers and defense, doesn't really matter, but Joey Sly was the top kicker, and the Arizona Cars were the top defense. Uh, we got to look at some of the top pickups from week one. Um, didn't really work out too well. Uh, John picked up Sammy Watkins, was pretty solid. There wasn't that many big pickups in week one, so it's hard to pick from. Uh, and, and Chris picked up Zach Pascal, who we ended up benching, but did get two touchdowns on the week, so... Zach Pascal, the number one fantasy football pickup for us in week one. Didn't really change anything. And like we talked about before, the Chris Mack and Juan trade, I still mind boggles me. I don't know why you would trade Dak Prescott for Matt Stafford, but hey, maybe he knows something we don't. Um, on to week two predictions. We're almost done here, and we're going to be going right into week two. I'm not going to rate myself, but I will say I'm going to beat Steven this week. 
Lamar Jackson's going to do exactly what he did last week. Jalen Hurts is better. I'm going to win. There it is. I got Brian beating Jake, Chris beating Joey, Chris Mack beating Boo, Dan Carson beating Juan, and John beating Dylan in week two. Guys, get your waiver wires in. I believe the waiver goes in tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, September 15th. So make sure you have all that in and make sure you're ready for week two. But an outstanding week one for everyone. I'm super excited to get back into it. Thank you for listening. And remember, don't do anything that Aaron Hernandez wouldn't do. Peace.